Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. This is uh, just talking about how we are reconciled to Christ and how we've been brought back uh, into the family of God. Um, verse 21 of Colossians chapter 1 says, And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless, and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. So what he's saying here is, he's just he's hoping, and he's, he's pretty much telling the Colossians that God, it says, in the body of his flesh through death, him dying, has, is able to present us holy and blameless, and above reproach in His sight, which is a miracle in itself for how many things that we could be blamed for, and how many things uh, make us unholy, that He sees us above reproach. And uh, He's just encouraging uh, the Colossians to continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and, and for the people to not be moved away from the hope of the gospel which they've heard. And uh, I just wanted to encourage you guys, you know, some of this, it's very new to you, and the feelings you're feeling are so new to you. But I'm just encouraging you guys to continue in this, this faith that you found, and, and be grounded, and to be steadfast. Steadfast is just immovable, or just constant, and strong, and standing firm. Um, let's quick uh, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now that you guys have uh, taken a step to accept Jesus as your Savior, now I wanted to change what I was going to talk about to, to fit that a little bit better. So you can really hopefully understand uh, what is expected of you in, in God's eyes, I, I guess. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 21. talking about, just again, about the miracle of us being saved. Um, in verse 21, Paul says, For since by man came death, by man, by the man, capital M, talking about Jesus, also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. And he's talking about how Adam sinned when he, he ate the fruit of the garden, and ever since then, death and sin has entered the world, and it's been our our shackle, really. The chain of sin has been holding us, and and now we... If it wasn't for that, none of us would die. No, there would be no sin. But because of that, uh, we are subject to death and sickness and illness. But he's saying, even so in Christ all shall be made alive, because Jesus came, died on the cross, and broke the chain of sin. We have the chance to be alive again, spiritually alive. And resurrected from the dead. Uh, in verse 33, this is just a instruction that he's giving. He says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. I want to encourage you guys. Um, evil company corrupts good habits. Um, now that you guys have really 
decided that Jesus is going to be your Savior, there's going to be a lot of things that aren't cool anymore. And you'll realize, and you'll be like, well, I did this before, but for some reason there's something in my heart that just feels wrong about it. And it's not like, oh man, someone's coming down on me, so I guess I shouldn't do this. You're going to start to feel it yourself. It's not going to be just me saying, yeah, you shouldn't do that. It's going to be something inside is going to start to feel wrong. If you're doing something that you, you know you shouldn't be doing, or if you're with people who are doing stuff they shouldn't be doing, um, you're going to start to feel that. And that's the Holy Spirit working in you. And I just encourage you guys to, to keep away from people who really aren't going to build you up. I mean, that's why we have KFC. That's why we have the, the Bible studies and the fellowships, so that you guys can grow together um, as people who believe in Jesus. And uh, that's why we come away on these retreats, so we're all of one mind, and we're all seeking after the same thing. Um, so I encourage you guys, it's going to be hard, and uh, Christine and Courtney were talking about it last night, about how, uh, and it's, a lot of times it's not your choice, they make, your friends will make the choice for you, that they're not going to hang out with you, and it, it hurts to begin with, but in the end, it's better, because your habits will be good, and it won't corrupt you uh, by hanging out with them. It says, awake to righteousness and do not sin. Obviously, we can't just stop sitting cold turkey. Uh, it's a process, and it'll never end until we die on earth and are in heaven. Um, we are made pure. Uh, but uh, I just encourage you guys, you know, if you can, get alone with the Lord each day and pray and ask Him to just continue to, to work in you. And... Uh, that you would be able to get into the Word. I know it's hard to set aside time to read the Bible. And I encourage you guys to read through John or just one of the Gospels. When we go through the Bible study, read ahead of me. You don't have to just wait for me or what chapter I'm in on, on Saturday nights. Or you can read John. And that just talks about the love that Christ has. It's just, it's just John, the Apostle of Love, is just talking about how Jesus came and just sacrificed his life. It'll really uh, open your eyes to the things that you believe in and really start to, to build a foundation for you guys. Um, thirdly, I want to talk about... I'll go to Colossians back again. The character of a new man or a new woman. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. And this is just something that... It's just saying what... I guess the attributes would be for someone who has made Jesus their Savior and made Him the Lord in their life. Um, this is just how we should act. I mean, it's almost like a, a test. Check off points. Oh, well, today I was this. Or, but it, it's a good to come back to every once in a while and look like, I need to work on this area or this area of my life. I'm not patient. I'm not meek. I don't forgive it. I, don't, I have trouble forgiving people. But this is just a cool... Uh, reference back to see how we should be acting as, as new creatures of Christ. In verse 12 of Colossians 3, he says, Therefore, as the elect of God, God's called us, so we're the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, here's one that's difficult, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So you may think, oh man, this person's annoying me, or they're doing this. Yeah, well, nothing that they can do is as bad as how we have ignored our Savior, and how we have just been sitting 
and uh, just really mocking him to his face by living sinful lives. And he still forgave us, so we can do nothing but forgive one another. So I just encourage you guys, pray about that. Pray that God would work that in your hearts, that you would have more compassion on somebody else, you'd be more willing to forgive, not hold grudges anymore. Grudges can just tear apart your insides, because after a while you start to forget who you have a grudge against, and you start having a grudge against everybody. Um, so just, uh, just pray that God will just work on that. Uh, verse 14 says, But above all things put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. <coughs> Try to get in the word and, and hide it in your heart. Psalms 119, verse 11, uh, King David says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. We don't say read the Bible just because it's like, it's the thing to do. It's, it helps. It helps. It helps us to not sin. It helps us to draw closer to God. You can't just make a decision, okay, I'm not sinning today. Uh, I'm going to be pure today. Purity is a direction that we walk in. It's not going to be, okay, now that I'm saved, I'm completely pure on earth. I mean, God sees us as pure, but we, it, we need to start walking towards purity. It's not like purity... I don't do this so I'm pure, or I don't go this far with things so I'm pure. It's just a constant direction that we're walking in, purity. And the, far, the closer we get to purity, the farther away from defilement we get. And it just, if you keep walking, keep getting your word, keep praying, keep worshiping the Lord, purity gets closer and closer. And that's the goal we're reaching for, is purity. So um, just let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another. It's just like encouraging one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So I, I hope to see you guys walking around like, la, 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 la. <laughs> so like Dustin and stuff, and Dustin's like, oh, what? <laughs> no, but anyway, you guys should be joyful, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Even if it's to you, I mean, you might feel weird just sitting in when you just sit into yourself and you're singing worship song. You know, people walk in and out. Yeah. But the Lord loves when we sing to Him. He says, "Making joyful noise unto the Lord." To some, it's more of a noise than than others. <laughs> um, but uh, just I encourage you guys sing to the Lord if you can. I mean, you know, you know the songs we sing here. Just sing one of those, and just just when you get your time alone with the Lord, just uh, this one brother told me about this thing like. When you, it's hard to start, but do five, five, five. Fifteen minutes. Five minutes, you pray. And you just ask God to prepare your heart. Then five minutes, you read some scripture. And then the next five minutes, you just worship the Lord. And the more you do that, it's going to be seven, 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 ten, 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 twenty, twenty, twenty. You're going to be getting more, more time with the Lord because it's going to be blessing you. And you're not going to want it to be only fifteen minutes. You're going to want it to be. 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. And then, like, your parents are like, where are they? They're like, oh, they're still doing their, they're still in the Word. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. So I encourage you guys, you know, just you take five minutes, and just like, Lord, I'm going to read the, the Word. I want you to make it open to me, help me to understand it, help me to apply it. I love you. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. And thank Him. Don't always be like, okay, Lord, I need this today, I need this. Thank Him. Because He's 
so worthy of our praise. Thank you for sending his son and for the blessings of another day and for every breath and our heartbeat that keeps going. And then before you know it, you're going to be thanking him for like 10 minutes and then you'll have to read for 10 minutes. And so I encourage you guys, think, remember that, 555. Five, five. It'll move on from there. Uh, in verse 17, he says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God the Father through Him. And whatever you do, anything, you'd be like, oh man, i, I got to clean my room. Oh man, I'd rather be reading my Bible, but not that that's really what we think about all the time. But uh, whatever you do in word or deed, clean your room, obeying your parents, that's praise to the Lord. You can do that, giving thanks to God. And thank you, Lord, that I have two parents that want me to clean my room, or that I have so many clothes that I can wear that I have them all in my room, or how I go to bed to sleep in. Thank the Lord. Look for the things that you can thank the Lord in. Even though it's like, ah, oh, I gotta pick up all my, why do I even like throw these clothes? Next time, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let my room get to the And then the next time, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I'll invite all the parents over to see my room and they won't be so hard on their kids. <laughs> Uh, so giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So I encourage you guys, you know, just mark this. Take notes, pen, whatever you have. Colossians three twelve to seventeen. It's kind of like the little guidebook on things we need to work on in our lives as being new creatures. Um, let me move to uh, Acts chapter five. This is one of the scriptures I was looking for yesterday, but I ended up finding something. That was more fitting for that time, which is good. The Lord works those things out. Uh, this is, again, talking about Peter and John, about people not wanting them to preach the gospel or the name of Jesus around. And uh, now that you guys have made, a few of you guys that have made this step, you're going to be going back into a world that doesn't really like that step. They're going to be bragging on you or... Things are going to start being uncomfortable that weren't uncomfortable. Things are going to start being more comfortable that you thought you would never want to do. Like, I want to, I'm just going to sit out here and just sing. Or I'm going to sit and just kind of look at the stars in the sky and I'm just going to enjoy the creation. Or it's stuff that you never thought you'd be able to do. But the Lord has put that in your heart. Um, you're, going to be, you're going to be persecuted. I'm not saying that someone's going to definitely kill you. But there's little things that can happen. And it's just, it's... Something that we don't like to put up with because we're like, well, I have something that I want to share it with you and it, it's going to give you joy and peace. Why are you like being so angry with me? And people just don't understand. It seems foolish to them. And we talk about that. But um, here's an encouragement. Um, in Acts chapter 5, verse 40, let's pick up at 40 again. Um, this is talking about how uh, these leaders, they were looking, because Peter and John would not stop talking about Jesus and nothing they did would hinder that, and uh, Gamaliel, he said, you know what, um, and now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone, for if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing, but if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. So there's this one guy they seek advice from, and he's saying, listen, if these guys are just men and are just talking trash, after a while it's just going to dwindle away, but if this is true, what they're saying is true, that Jesus did die and he rose again. If that's true, do you want to be seen as fighting against God? So he's like, and they, and they agreed with him, it says in verse 40. And when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, 
They commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And verse 41 is great. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. These guys are awesome. They're just like, you know what? Go ahead. Punch me. I don't care. Because I'd rather die in what I believe in than blaspheme the Lord. Like like we said, there's a verse in Romans, and Paul says, Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. They couldn't help it. They saw the most amazing man to ever walk on this earth. They saw him die. They saw him get put in a tomb. Stone was there. He was dead. They know what dead people are like. Three days later, all of a sudden, he's alive again, and they're just like, like, if you saw that, you're going to be like, alright, uh, I'm not the same thing as, you know, that guy might get mad. No, you'd be like, I just saw somebody raise from the dead, he's You would be freaking out, but it would be awesome, because you'd be like, I can't believe it, this is so awesome. Somebody has the power over sin and death. We don't have to live scared anymore, we don't have to worry about, where are we going to go when we die? I don't know what, what comes after, like, you have surety now, because of this man, Jesus and that's what they were telling, and these people hated it. But I love the way it says they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. So they're, they're sitting there and they're like, oh Lord, thank you for allowing me to suffer for your name. And that's so kind of so ridiculous to some of us. Like, that doesn't make sense. Why would you want to, to suffer for his name? And it's like partaking with Christ. It's like communing with Christ. We we suffer with him in his death, and we're raised alive again with him in his resurrection. And it's such an awesome thing to be a part of. Um, <coughs> go to Romans chapter 8. This is something I just want to uh, encourage you guys with. I like to flip around a lot. Okay, I gotta work on that. I never stay on this Oh, good. Okay, Romans 8, verse 13. Verse 12, I'm sorry. This is talking about how we are now sons of God and daughters. Sonship through the Spirit. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And daughters for that. Um, if you're led by the Spirit, you feel that the Spirit is in you, you're a child of God. And that's the surety right there, that's the promise. For indeed, or for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba Father. He said, We didn't, the Holy Spirit is not something that causes fear. It, the spirit of adoption is. We feel like we have been, we've found our, our family, really, our Father. And it gives us that, that yearning to be with our Father in heaven. It says, the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. It's like, like in Israel, um, children, they call their daddies Abba. And uh, there's a story about, uh, I forget, somebody saw it. The, uh, the guy was walking... This man was walking with his two daughters, and one daughter fell behind in the crowd. And she's crying out, Abba, Abba, Abba. And he turned around and he, and he came and picked her up. And then walked away. But that's such a cool picture of the way God is. We, we lose sight. We're like, oh, Lord, Lord. We cry out. And he comes 
to rescue us. And uh, that's what it's talking about here, crying out, Abba, Father. Verse 16, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we also may be glorified together. If we are considered children of God, Jesus is the Son of God, that means we are co-heirs, we're joint heirs with Christ. We receive the same glory and the same rewards that Jesus has. We're, we're joint heirs with Him. We reign with Him. There's like God, Jesus, and us on the same... It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, how are we worthy? If we indeed suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. We're glorified with Jesus. And that's an amazing thing. And it's only because of the blood of Jesus making us blameless. Let's continue on. It says, if we indeed suffer with Him. Now in verse 18... It says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present world, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Everything that's going on in this world right here, this passing away, fleeting time right here, it's not even worthy to be compared. So you're like, oh man, I'm struggling with this, and people are making fun of me. Yeah, like that's not even on the plate, that's not even on the charts with the way things are going to be when the glory is revealed in us. And that's such an awesome thing, right? It's an encouragement to think about. You know, like, you know what? I'm feeling down. I'm feeling like this thing is just... I'm suffering a lot. You know, I just don't feel like this is the what I wanted. You know, I don't feel that that joy and that peace, you know? But that's not worthy to be compared with what's going to happen on the other side and how we are going to be with Jesus and our Father forever. Um, let's go to 1 Corinthians again. Chapter 15, and I think... Almost done. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is talking about how the power of sin and death has no more power over us. And uh, we're going to start to, I'm going to talk about, just continue to talk about how we should stand fast now that we have committed to the Lord, that we should not be moved. Um, start from. Uh, Verse 56 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. (coughs) Death, sin causes death. The way we see sin is because of the law. We see that we fall short. So that gives the sin strength because we, we wouldn't know that we're sinning if there wasn't a law. You say, thanks be to God who gives us the victory. The good news, like we were saying, the, the good news of a victory that I, I mentioned yesterday, that that's what they used to use the word gospel for, it gives us the <coughs> for our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. No matter what's going on in your life and what you think, oh man, I don't feel like that same spark that I had you know, when I first came to Jesus. Knowing that your labor is not in vain. When you're doing work for the Lord, it might, you might not see instant fruit. You might not, like, your friends not, might not all agree with accepting Jesus. But it's not in vain. You're like, oh man, this, you know, nothing's happening. The Lord sees it, and you're getting crowns and rewards for being bold and standing up for the gospel. So it's not in vain when you're in the Lord. Um, let's go to 1 Peter. 
are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Anything you're going through, you think, oh man, it's only me. <coughs> Nothing <coughs> is new. You're not suffering for something that no one else has suffered before. Don't flatter yourself, because everybody goes through the same stuff. Nothing is new under the sun. The same stuff people deal with now are the same stuff people were dealing with hundreds of years ago. It might not be as broadcast, but it's the same stuff. But this is an encouragement. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Look at you guys, right here. Slip around the room, take a minute. This is why we have this. Brotherhood, sisterhood. We're here for each other, to build up one another. Be steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You guys can encourage each other. You know what? You can say, today, man, I didn't really feel like I stood up for Christ. You know, someone's doing this, and I felt, you know what, let's pray. Let's pray that next time if it comes around, you'll be more bold, and you'll be more willing to stand up for the Lord. And you guys can do that. It doesn't have to be, okay, I need to go talk to Pastor Ed, or I need to go talk to Jeff. You guys can talk to each other about the things that are happening. You can say, you know what, Courtney, can you pray for me? I need, I just need strength in this area. Or, John, can you pray for me? Or Dustin, or Juan, or, or Jen, just anybody. You guys can pray for each other. And I hope that you do. I hope you, you go home and you're like, you know what, that retreat was awesome. God really ministered to this person and he put this person in my heart. I'm going to pray for them that they would stay strong in the Lord. And you guys can do that. And it's not that hard. It doesn't need to be... Like, I'm going to lay, I'm going to kneel down by my bedside and pray for 15 minutes for this person. You can say, Lord, you know what, just be with them wherever they're at. And encourage them. Feel, let them feel your peace. And that's awesome. Because we're all a brotherhood. We're all family. And I feel more like a family with you guys than I've ever felt with people like this. Uh, we seem like we're all brothers and sisters. And it's very obvious. Um, and I, I love it. So verse 10 says, But may the God of all grace... Who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, just a while, not forever, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen? Amen. May the God of all grace, grace, after you've suffered for a while, maybe a little while, maybe a long while to you, if you might feel like that, He's going to perfect you. He's going to establish you in Him. He's going to strengthen you. And He's going to settle you. And give Him the glory. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank You for each guy and each girl in this room. That You would perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle in You, Lord. And even if there's someone in here that just feels like they're still kind of straddle in that line where they don't know which side they're on. I just pray that you just make yourself known to them. Tell them that you're real and that you really do love them and that you really did die for them. And Lord, thank you this weekend for ministering to us through your word, through your time of worship and communing with you, Lord. Thank you for making your Holy Spirit come down on us. Lord, we appreciate this and we pray that we wouldn't leave here and go back to the same things that we left, that we would be changed, God, that we would be a new creation. Pray all these things in your name, amen.